the governor of the state lit the Capitol up and lit significant buildings up around New York celebrating that decision. It really um, broke my heart. It burdened me. It uh, disgusted me that our culture's gotten to the place where they celebrate the taking of a life. Hello and welcome into this edition of Radio BNR. I'm your host, Chris Turner, and today we're talking with our executive director here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, Randy Davis. Randy, welcome. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. It's uh, good to be with you today. Well, we're actually talking uh, with Randy. Randy's on the road this morning, uh, happens to be in Washington, D.C., so uh, catching him by telephone today. Uh, but it has been a busy month for July. Sometimes we think that summer months kind of lag, but this has been a very uh, busy July uh, with with what's been going on just across Tennessee and Tennessee Baptist Convention. Randy, probably the the most important thing that's really happening in, in July is the launching of the I Stand for Life initiative that the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board has launched on behalf of Tennessee Baptists. Just talk a little bit about uh, the I Stand for Life and why we've done that. Well, Chris, honestly, it was um, when we watched the New York uh, state legislator pass legislation pass um, the law allowing abortion up to the time of birth, at birth, and then how the lawmakers in New York celebrated that, mm. and the governor of the state lit the Capitol up and lit significant buildings up around New York celebrating that decision, it really um, broke my heart. It burdened me. It uh, disgusted me that our culture's gotten to the place where they celebrate the taking of a life. Mm -hmm. Fifty years ago, um, the argument was it is not a life. It's just a clump of cells inside the womb. And uh, now it's all about choice. And really, it is the choice to commit murder of uh, a person that is still in the womb. Science over those 50 years has done, has really lined up with the Bible in describing life beginning at the point of conception. Uh, in the womb, my mother conceived me, is the way the scripture puts it. And uh, there have been some other states that have reacted to um, this whole abortion issue by passing laws that were extremely pro-life. Um, Georgia uh, and Alabama particularly passing some very strong low, uh, laws about life that have been signed into law by the, these bills being signed into law by the governor. Uh, Tennessee has a very strong, uh, what's commonly called a heartbeat bill. It's made it through the House of Representatives, and now it's in the Senate. The Senate decided, instead of voting on it, to send it to a study committee for the summer, and it's usually in this uh, study committee where bills go to die. Uh, very seldom are they resurrected out of the study committee. Uh, our goal, our hope is that... Um, with enough Tennessee Baptists and other evangelical Christians and pro-life people around the state letting their voices be heard, that this bill will continue to have legs. It will get out of this study committee, go back to the Senate, and be voted on this fall. Um, 
it will send a strong message that Tennessee is a state that is pro-life. I'm very proud of Tennesseans for changing the Constitution a few years ago mm-hmm. uh, to uh, our Constitution protected the right to abortion. And the people of Tennessee rose up and said, that's not our voice. And in an overwhelming fashion, they had uh, people remember Amendment 1, and Amendment 1 gave our state lawmakers the opportunity to pass bills that uh, are pro-life that would diminish abortion, such as parental consent uh, and things of that nature. Now, the heartbeat bill is a bill that if a heart uh, beat is detected, an abortion cannot be performed. Um, so, you know, my hope is that thousands of Tennessee Baptists will go to IStandForLife.org, will sign the petition. My hope particularly is that a thousand Tennessee Baptist pastors will absolutely um, um, sign this petition. Uh, August 12th is when the Senate's having a hearing um, and before the study committee. And we hope to be able to tell this Senate committee, look, here are a thousand Tennessee pastors and thousands of Tennessee Baptists that are urging you to pass any law that will diminish or do away with abortion in the state of Tennessee. Yeah, and when you, when you think about, you know, the, the voting block in Tennessee, I mean, I don't know how many Tennessee Baptists there are, but that's a significant number of people that will be voting for these representatives and for these senators in the next elections, you know, next elections coming up. So it really is an opportunity for Tennessee Baptists to have their voice heard on this issue. Well, we've got between 800,000 and 1.1 million Tennessee Baptists, depending on what year they're counted. And, uh, you know, in, on any given Sunday, you've got a half a million that are in worship yeah. at some Tennessee Baptist church. Or, and that is a significant amount of Tennesseans. And um, I hope they'll let their voices be heard. Yeah, so even though this is not this is not like a referendum that is, is like a vote that we go to the polls and vote, it certainly is an opportunity to let those that we vote for know that that we want to see legislation that protects life and that uh, significantly limits or ends abortion. So, you know, what you mentioned the website, the IStandForLife.org, uh, people can go out there. It really takes. 15 seconds, 20 seconds to sign that petition. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the name is all that is shown on that. Uh, the, all of the other information that's asked for is actually back-end information for us here at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board to uh, basically be able to just, you know, legitimize those church memberships and those kinds of things. But that's more of an administrative thing on our side. People's information will not be made public. So, uh, hopefully, people will will get out and and uh, get on our website and and do that here next week and a half, really, because uh, August twelfth is coming up pretty quickly. So well, exactly. And if they're doing the hard copies, and there is a, you can download a hard copy. And if the churches are using the hard copies to collect the signatures, then they'll need to have those in the office by August the eighth. 
the electronic version can go right up to yeah. what would you say midnight August the 11th? Yeah, easily because we can you know we can pull the number from that since it uh, tabulates every time somebody adds their name to it, it automatically tabulates. So we can at any one given time uh, see exactly where we are on the elect- electronic. But yeah, we need to have folks send that written petition back. Uh, to us by August 8th. So that's the Thursday before that gives us Friday to get everything counted. So, well, I'm very thankful for the 3000 plus that we've had signed it already. And I'm very thankful for the approximately 400 plus, uh, pastors that have signed yeah. it. But, our, uh, I'm like you, I wish people would take 15, 20 seconds to go online and, and get it signed. And I hope they'll, sense the urgency and the personal nature of this and get this done. Well, one of the places that you really have have been uh, having the opportunity to promote this is in listening sessions across Tennessee. And this has just been a a season that you've entered into where over the next couple of months, you're really trying to get to all corners of Tennessee and every place in between and, and listen to what our pastors and DOMs have, have got to say and others. Uh, just, I know you've done several of those already. What, what do you see coming out of those, and, and what's your reaction so far to, to what you've been hearing? Yeah, we've got 22 of them across the state, all, all sectors of our great state, uh, these 22 listening sessions, and uh, we have done about four or five of them so far, and it doesn't matter if the attendance is three or 36, and we've had everything in between those. Um, the, the point is that I have an opportunity to sit down and hear the hearts of Tennessee Baptists, like you said, pastors, DOMs, laymen, um, church planners, and retired pastors and others. It's just been, it's always very, very helpful for us to know how to serve churches. Now, a couple of questions, a couple of things we've talked about is, we've asked the question, what are the challenges that you're facing in your churches? And the responses we've got have been uh, things like the level of commitment on the members. Um, you know, it's common, common uh, knowledge that uh, Lifeway and other researchers are saying that if a person attends church one time a month, they're considered a regular attender. And this is impacting Bible study groups. It's impacting leadership in churches because you have so many people that are checking out for two, three uh, Sundays a month, and they're only in their place of worship once a month. And this is distressing and depressing and um, just does not represent what a fully devoted follower of Christ looks like. They don't forsake the assembling of themselves together. So pastors and other church leaders are really grappling with this. Uh, how do they address it? And it goes to a great need that they're wanting discipleship tools. What is a very formatted uh, step-by-step tool they can use in discipleship? What are the best practices in discipleship? Uh, another thing we discuss is, is how can we best serve you as a mission board? You know, we serve churches. That's what we do. And so we're asking the question, how can we best serve you? Uh, I think one of the ways we serve, can serve churches is focusing on the health of the pastor. Now, certainly, I mean, 
physical health, but I also mean uh, emotional health. What can we do to keep that pastor the best he can be uh, as he serves his people? Uh, what can, what tools can we bring to him that will help him spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally be sharp and healthy and whole and well? Most people don't understand the enormous weight of what it means to shepherd. Uh, if you're a good shepherd and a good pastor, um, you give yourself to your flock and you're not on a clock. You're not a hireling. And most pastors do not know how to turn off that clock. They go 24-7 when the Bible formula is 24-6. Yeah. you got to have some downtime. you got to have your own Sabbath. And uh, so we're, we're really pitching a tent toward the health of the pastor and just being there to help him. Yeah, that's one thing that you focused on over the past few months. Um, had a column uh, probably near the end of last year about uh, uh, pastors and depression and just you know your own experience and just the the need to to be able to emotionally and spiritually um, take some take some time and make sure that that you're healthy in those two areas. And I, if I remember correctly, just you talking in that that column about. Uh, the need for the pastor that if the pastor is not you know spiritually emotionally physically healthy then the ministry suffers you know his family is in jeopardy and, and it really opens him up to some some areas that are you know dangerous exposure for the enemy so um you know it's encouraging to hear that that's one of the things that is a topic of conversation in in these listening sessions well, these uh, I love being with Tennessee Baptist. I, I love being with our Tennessee Baptist pastors. And over the past, and you know, Chris, I'm on the road about 50% of the time. Yeah. And uh, all of that time is spent with our people. Um, over the past three Sundays, I have preached at uh, places like First Baptist Jasper. Uh, and this past Sunday, I was down at Stewart's Chapel Baptist, which is uh, on the far central southern part of her state, just north of the Alabama line. Great, great church way out in the country. And being with uh, Tennessee Baptist gives me an opportunity to hear their hearts. And it's uh, it, it helps us to sharpen how we serve our churches, knowing right where they are and their challenges and their needs and the vision that they have for their communities. And I, it it energizes me, and uh, so I'm looking forward to the rest of our sessions around the state. And I hope uh, we'll have some folks that turn out because, like I said, I want to hear their hearts. Whether it's uh, whether two people show up or 62 people show up, uh, it's always very very helpful. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, you've been saying for the past couple of years, as you've been out, and then everything we've communicated is just helping people see and capture that vision that anyway you slice it, Tennessee is a mission field. And certainly uh, we we have seen that in some great work that churches are doing across the state, but we're really seeing it collectively overall in their giving, uh, recognizing that cooperative program giving and golden offering giving really are, are ways of of supporting missions, not just through the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board, but that monies that come in for golden offering are, are then you know used back across the state in um, in churches. 
helping with things like compassion ministry and literacy and church planning and some other things. So those gifts really are multiplied. And right now we we seem to think that Tennessee Baptists have a a real generous understanding of of Tennessee as a mission field in, in giving. What's our what are we looking like on cooperative program and golden offering giving this year? Well, cooperative program giving as of yesterday, we're slightly ahead of our giving from last year. So cooperative program giving, it's quite possible that we'll see growth in CP giving this year. And uh, the golden offering for Tennessee missions will set a record this year. Um, I really believe that we will come very close, if not exceed 1.9 million. We will will not reach our goal of 2.1 million, but we will be at a figure that we've never been at before. And I am uh, so thankful for the generosity of Tennessee Baptist. Our fiscal year ends at the end of August. So we have got a little more than a month now. And um, I hope that Tennessee Baptist, if they haven't given yet through Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions, they will. GOTM is to Tennessee Baptist what Lottie Moon giving is to Southern Baptist International Missions. And uh, so I I trust that they will continue to push to the end in their giving and that we will indeed see a record this year for Golden Offering. And uh, people should be receiving, probably already have received, uh, next year's Golden Offering promotional material. Um, The videos are uh, up and available. Um, And then, of course, the videos from this past year are up. So if Tennessee Baptists want to see what their golden offering, um, how how their money's invested, that's a great opportunity to go out and see some of the stories, how that money has been turned back around and, and is being used to reach people for Christ. Golden offering is very much like cooperative program in that, you know, you might not be able to do a whole lot as a smaller church, say, but but when a whole bunch of people put it together, it the Lord just multiplies that, and we just see that um, you know in, in tangible ministry that's being done uh, with people. So um, it's a great opportunity. It's it. Uh, there's so many great stories happening across Tennessee, and the Lord certainly is is moving. And, and I know that you know, you get a chance to see that, and certainly get to see that worked out in, in our churches. Uh, just as you kind of see as we start to turn towards August, um, I know we've got the uh, Senate committee coming up and on the, the heartbeat bill type stuff, and that's going to be important. But we're kind of starting to turn back into that fall fall time and push towards the summit. Um, any word about uh, about that, or is, is Tennessee Baptist kind of start to look towards the, the a very busy fall? Well, uh, yes, sir. The we have our Tennessee Baptist Mission Board meeting in September. We're attempting to, we will complete all of our listening sessions prior to the board meeting, so that when we meet with our board members from across the state, then we can have a informed information that would uh, for them, based on those conversations we've had across the state. Then we'll go into our season where we have uh, associational meetings uh, all across Tennessee in September and October, primarily in October. And those are always a lot of fun. They're they're good. Our directors of missions across the state are doing a great job working with their churches and their locations. And then the summit, I'm looking forward to. It's going to be at First Baptist Church Concord in West Knoxville 
and uh, we start out with Sunday night. Uh, coach Barnes, the basketball coach at UT, a dynamic Christian, is going to be sharing his testimony that Sunday night. And H.B. Uh, Charles is one of our keynote speakers during the convention. There's a really good lineup for the Pastors Conference on Monday. Uh, so I think it's going to be a great summit, and I look forward to seeing uh, so many of our friends in East Tennessee, but folks gathering from all over the state for Summit 2019. Well, that sounds awesome, and uh, it's definitely been a busy July. Uh, August is shaping up. We'll look forward to, at the end of August, having a report just on your listing sessions, which will be uh, wrapping up, and then also the um, just the outcome of, of where things are with the uh, heartbeat bill and the I Stand for Life initiative. And uh, again, if, if Tennessee Baptists have not had an opportunity to go out to that website, istandforlife.org, please take just 15, 20 seconds, put your name on that petition. And uh, that way on the 12th, you know, we can send a message to our legislators that are in that committee that Tennessee Baptists want legislation in our state that protects the lives of unborn children. Randy, thanks so much for taking some time out of your travel to to be with us this morning. Honored to, Chris, and thank you all very much for coming in this morning and and, uh, getting this podcast done, and I look forward to getting back to Franklin in a few days. Sounds good. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Radio B&R, a podcast production of The Baptist and Reflector, the official news journal of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded at baptistandreflector.org forward slash radio BR. The ministries of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit tnbaptist.org.